The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover and time is short. And it's doggy style. I've got another puzzle for you. channel last week and i think for living in arizona i think it's more of a pain in the ass to not change our clocks than it is because you got to tell people you have to adjust to other people's times regardless so when people tell you oh you it's, you don't have to change your lo- your clock you're lucky i'm like no it's, it's a more of a pain in the ass you don't understand i, I carl what do you think uh, i would say it's a big pain in the ass <laughs> right excuse I mean, me see like all right so like a good example is, is today is I, I was ready to do the show. I was at work a little early today. I'm like, all right, this is, this is fine. And I'm like, oh, it's 1 o'clock coming up. I'm like, oh, no, it's 2 o'clock here because now we are mountain time. So we get mountain time in the winter. We get Pacific in the summer. And I want to know what do you think is the one we should just finally choose? You know, we got to go with one. Stick with one. And I don't know. You, you Carl, you made a good point. You said Vegas is... Yeah, and Nevada in general is Pacific. Yeah, you don't get to uh, the mountain time generally until you get to, the, to Utah. Right. So I know Utah is majority above us. Nevada kind of slants a little bit above us, but I mean, so I feel like our our proximity to the ocean, especially here in Phoenix, you know, you like, think it'd be it'd be more beneficial for Phoenix to be maybe split the state in half. You you uh, I don't know if you could do that, but I think it, it would be more beneficial to be Pacific time. All right, because if we're mountain time, the other the other thing that sucks about going to mountain time is that the TV shows that you might be interested in, for example, like Walking Dead, it now starts at ten o'clock. <laughs> it, it fucks with your TV schedules. That what you're th- is that what you're well, saying? I don't watch much TV. <laughs> I watch a couple of shows, but it, it it does get inconvenient to now have to either fall a week behind or right. stay up till eleven. And well, you know what's watch them. brutal for us though. I would say we should pick mountain time. Okay. Because the summers are so you know long and hot, and if we can shorten those days up a little bit, it would be a good idea. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 
I think you know, that, start that, sunlight that at idea because I don't like the summer. Oh, yeah, start sunlight at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> that's when they've just started. <laughs> that's that when sunlight be begins for us for here in, in Arizona. I, it's not a bad idea. I mean, no, you really think about it. Making it dark earlier right. in the summer out here would be fantastic. Right. When, even if you have the heat, when the sun goes down, it, it makes it that much more bearable. Yeah, so you're looking at probably a two-hour time difference, I would say, that you'd roll the clocks back yeah. for your sunrise to be around 4.30 in the morning during the summertime. Oh, crap, just put us on <laughs> central time. I think let's, I, let's pull on that, man. Let's go. Let's, let's lobby a Congress for that. <laughs> we have a new fresh batch of Congress people in, in, our, in our house now, so maybe we can convince them to uh, just abolish the whole time change continuum thing. I, uh, I, I do like not having to... to change the time i mean there are inconveniences and conveniences to it right my reason for wanting it to be pacific time is very selfish it's where all my you know that's where i travel to so well i see more people bitch about it getting dark at five o'clock look it happens every year i mean and every year you're gonna bitch about it i that's i'm so tired of people here especially you know it's like being it's a hot phoenix no shit right, get over. <laughs> right you knew that when you came in it was part of the deal sorry all right, um, I want to introduce Vicar. He's with me right now. He's hanging out. Uh, what's up, Vicar? How are you doing? What's going on? Yeah, get real closer to that. Uh, you closer, can move. You sorry. can move the microphone. These are fancy uh, microphone arms we can use here. Adjust them. Um, <laughs> Carl, the intern, by the way, this kind of informally introduced everybody here to the show, and uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in on the Saturday. Vicar's. Uh, what do you think, man, about the time change? What's your thoughts? From, I mean, it used to affect me back in the day for personal reasons too, just my TV watching. Um, but now, I mean, as far as I know of it, it was for agricultural purposes back in the day. Right, I farming. Mean, what's the fucking point anymore? <laughs> Am I allowed to? Sorry. Yeah, you're allowed uh, to curse. Okay. Uh, what's the point anymore? And, you know, we're all, all this, uh, you know, uh, or the really bad stuff that's being grown really fast, it doesn't need the sunlight like that anymore. Right. So what's the point? Well, everything is grown with gen- genetically modified yeah, gene- food yeah, anyway. So our food's being made in laboratories, mm-hmm. so they doesn't need the sun anymore. Yeah. Um, so just abolish it. What's the point? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Lovely thoughts, you know? I mean, it's going to be an interesting show today. We're going to have the band Soul Tribe hanging out with us a little bit later on. They're from nice. San Antonio. They're performing at Purple Haze House, and that's tonight, and that's a show uh, that I did a couple weeks ago over there. And so we got the friends. They got bands coming in, and we're going to get them here on the program, so looking forward to having them on. Met them yeah. a few times already. They, had, they were on my uh, radio show about a year, year and a half ago. And then I ran into them in South by Southwest in Austin back in March. So that was really cool to see them out there. It's always neat when you're in a different city and you see a band you know. <laughs> you know, it's really, I mean, it's kind of neat like that. Um, I if it gets if you, if you do what I do, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. But even like you, like if, you, if you're like watching, you know, a band that you saw and you grew up in your city and then all of a sudden you're in a different city and they're playing, you know, you get a little titty heart on, don't mm-hmm. you? <laughs> it's the local band is rent from. <laughs> I know them. I saw them. Um, (laughs) I want want all my friends to go see the bands that I see out here when they do tour in California. Yeah, I want them. I want to. I want to tell them, hey guys, this band from Phoenix, super good. You need to go see them wherever they're at. You should. You know, the thing is, is like geographically around the country here. I think it matters where you are for people actually 
being able to go out and see bands because I don't think there's a lot of people that actually do. There's a there's a lot of people you you'll tell about your gigs and stuff, but who are the ones that are really going to these bars? I'm telling you, your 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 family, mom and dads, who are your friends, but they have yeah, three cool. kids and a couple dogs and a cat and what have you. And are they going to go to a, a CD bar part of town to watch you perform your show? You know, <laughs> chances are not. You know, and not to knock Phoenix too much, but there's a lot of seedy parts where bars are and that's where shows are. And that you just got to go there to watch your bands play. A lot of, a lot of people are like, hey, I, I love you, but sorry, man. Uh, Judge Judy's on tonight, you know. I'm just saying it's like, I don't know, I should have well, said Shark you know, Tank. I agree. I, <laughs> I try to go to many shows as I can. Um, you know, I am a parent, so it's hard to get out at sometimes right. to go see the shows. But I am thankful. I do have to give a shout out to my wife. Um, who does not care or, you know, if I want to go see a show and she may not want to on a weekday, it, it, there's no holding me back from going and enjoying that show and getting to see a band right. from out of town or a local band I may not have gotten the opportunity to see. All right, so what was the last show you saw? Um, I think I went to the, the last show, I think it was Jared in the Mill at Last Exit Live. Okay. Uh, before they jumped out on this big tour. Yeah. In fact, my wife was in Omaha that week and visiting her, uh, some of her good friends. And um, I just went out to the show, and had a, they, they played a great show. Um, but I've been to that venue a couple of times. I saw, uh, what was it, Fairy Bones? And um, a couple of other bands went yeah, out there with, oh, at the um, Weird, um, Watch for Rocks, their album. Yeah, that's funny. Party. That show was good, too. I, I love Watch for Rocks. And it's funny you mentioned Jared in the Mill. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't know about this band, they were in Austin, South by Southwest. The guy, he, on a, I think it was a Friday night, this dude got drunk and drove his car down the street and killed a few people and injured a lot of people. Do you remember that story? Um, Carl, you remember that story, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Well, I very much enjoy it, so, so I them. So what happened was is uh, someone who got injured in this accident was in the hospital and was interviewed and said she was there to see her favorite band, Jared and the Mill. Oh, man. So they, ha- they got wind of the story, and they showed up at the hospital room and gave her a little private acoustic performance and that got attention and it got the attention of are you ready are you sitting down are you sitting down i hope you are put your coffees down put that bong down barry gibb (laughs) barry gibb of the bgs got wind of it and picked him up and brought him on tour oh wow yeah how insane is that yeah, and then <laughs> you just never know, right? I mean, it's just one of those things. Well, and then they were the big summer fest out in Milwaukee. Zach Brown band um, had them as their special guest, and they closed the the festival. So they they got some good pub- publicity from it. But I think it, they're a really good example of a local band who got together and just clicked and wrote good music and you know yeah well yeah they work hard they do there's a lot of bands that do but i think when you look at the progression of where you need to go for the next level that is touring and if you aren't going to tour and you're just going to sit down and 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 play your your home city um till people are just tired of seeing you (laughs) basically you're going to run the mill dry and you may have different goals you know you may just want to be known as a great local band or you you know Maybe you do want to take it further, and so you do tour a little more than other bands. Right. Um, but there's a lot of bands out there that people uh, can look up to, and, uh, and you know, look, it takes a very special band of brothers and sisters to sit there and you know, travel in a, in a car for 
you know, 10 hours at a time sometimes. And, you know, we're going to have a band coming in very soon, Soul Tribe. They're from San Antonio. They're traveling around, but they're not, they're no strangers to the road. So we'll see how they handle the situations out there and what it's like to be a touring band too. But, uh, Vicar's here, and uh, I want to play some tunes first, all right? And then we're going to come back. I want to talk to Vicar. Vicar is very, very interesting gentleman. Uh, you harvest marijuana for medicinal purposes. You're a legal grower in Arizona, um, and you are you're also bake as well. Your edibles are... Um, Yes. <laughs> I don't want to use that term. I, I, I know you're going to say that. I just didn't want to use that term because then that's just going to turn off every single person you're trying to <laughs> to try to like convince that marijuana isn't that bad. You know what I mean? No, it's it's the thing is is the edibles has been a big question. So uh, what we're going to do? We're going to play a tune. We're going to co- play a couple songs. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Vicar about the uh, about marijuana and about what it's like to be a grower and uh, and baking as well and and what dosages are uh, being handled I think that's the biggest question about edibles is how much do you take it's unregulatable whatever it is so we'll discuss some of that with a real grower and a real baker uh, does that what baker I mean that's almost like a double entendre right? isn't that, it works both ways yeah right? you, could, you don't always want to be a baked baker though a smoker, I'm a smoker, <laughs> I'm a baker. Doesn't Steve Miller say that too? You, you, you mismeasure stuff. All right, I want to play this band. They're called Chambers. They're from Denton, Texas, okay? Denton, Texas, I believe, is a little bit north of Dallas. And I met these guys at uh, the Big Fish Pub, the uh, the old Big Fish Pub out in Tempe. And uh, they were really cool people, really cool guys, and uh, I had a fun time with them on the radio and everything. And I have their uh, latest. It's called Not the Same. It's from their album Inner Room. And they just played Oklahoma City uh, a few nights ago, um, I want to say last night, really. Now they're going to play Nashville tomorrow, and I'm going to tell you where they're going to be tomorrow. They're going to be over at a place called Cause a Scene. All right, so you can, if you're on Facebook, you can check it out, Cause a Scene. And uh, let me check that out real quick for you and let you know what that's all about. Uh, community organization, bands and musicians, social club. All right, it's Nashville, Tennessee. It's going down, and uh, these guys will be there. So check these guys out. And this is kind of like if you were driving, I would tell you not to miss your exit on this tune. Because the I would consider this a little bit of a, uh, sp- a spacey sound, I guess. I don't know. Um, something kind of, <sighs> you'll have to relax and chill or enjoy, too. That's what I'll try to say. <laughs> it's Chambers, not the same. Inner Rooms from the album. And uh, we'll be back. You're going global with gas. Man.
Where am I supposed to sleep? On the air mattress. Do you need a stuffed animal? I have a dog. I think I have a bear. Yeah, I have a bear. What are you, eight? At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a fucking sweet car. My roommate said they were gonna get me rims for Christmas. Or a CB radio. I can talk to other car beds. That'll be hot.
Mundane versus Madness from Covella. I really dig that tune. A band from Phoenix, Arizona. Covella. And you need to check them out. And uh, we are here for Saturday and having a good time. Because you should, no matter where you are, right? Because it's your time. And why should you want your time to stink? Right? I mean, I, <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I work here, you know, Voice America. And then we have a lot of different channels here. We have Empowerment Channel, we have a Seventh Wave Channel, and they have all these shows. They're, well, Empowerment, you know, you want to enrich your life, you know, get off that couch, do something with yourself. And it's cool, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff you can pick up that you can, like, live by, you know? I mean, like, what, what bugs you most? Like, you know, like, I see, like, on Facebook people posting just a lot of, like, just negative stuff, more or less about, like, you know, if you keep talking smack about me, something's going to happen. You know, really vague, but really negative. They're airing their dirty laundry out. And I'm just thinking, like, you look, you just got to keep, you know, what you said left in the head. Right? I mean, just don't bring it out. Because you're just, like, putting it out there. It's not a, not a good idea. It's changing us in a really weird way, all this social activity like this. Yeah, you know, everything. The, because the thing is, is we're kind of, as we're seeing it, developing the etiquette as we go along. You know, because it wasn't anything we knew prior. We're just, we're figuring it out as we go. Well, and, uh, my, it's interesting. My, I was driving home and I had an interesting conversation with my, my mother, in fact. And we decided that the social um, aspect of the, the technology that's out there today is actually creating a society of, or a generation maybe of people who don't necessarily know how to interact socially, you know, with actual people. Or maybe don't learn that as quickly as we used to learn it growing up because we weren't communicating through technology. We were communicating face-to-face with people. You know, I always think right now when I look at younger kids and stuff, I'm like, I am so glad I'm not a kid right now. I'm glad I grew up the time that I grew up. I think to see the changes in the, cha- in the, in the short amount of time has been amazing. You know, the technology we've seen has just been like, oh, yeah, I mean... It's just, I mean, I can't even explain. I don't want to tell you how old I am by, by saying that I, I have played with 8-tracks. I agree <laughs> you with know, you, but Yeah, it's just the way it is, you know. I mean, now you have a different way of people being raised. So, you know, soon enough we'll start seeing that indent into our society. And then I don't know what's going to happen at the next generation after that. I mean, is it going to be, as George Carlin said, more pussification of our of our minds, I guess you can say, of our raising up our next generations because, I mean, I rode bikes with no helmet and I'm fine. I mean, I cracked my skull a couple of times on the ground, but look at me now, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just overprotection and it's just, it's, it's becoming more of a, I don't know, you know, we talked about the, you know, the election was just last week and we were talking about uh, like this one attorney general, Felicia Rodolini, I think she was going for here in Arizona for attorney general. I think it was her, and she was like, one of these statements she said was, uh, we have to protect the families. And I'm like, what are we protecting them from? Who are they, who are they from, under attack from? So I'm just kind of wondering, like, you know, that whole mentality of raising children these days is, is completely unknown to me now. I don't know, Carl, you have kids. Well, you know, I think what happens is that everything's right in front of you these days, so you see it all. And so as a parent, it makes you maybe more aware of the bad that's around even though it may not be in your area or you know a direct uh threat to you excuse me but you think maybe that you know i think you you are more cautious because you are more aware of of maybe the things and 
and and what's going on in the world because it's all right in front of you right. all the time. So it's good. There's no way to escape it like we could as kids. Yeah, all right, exactly. So it almost puts that more of a fear into you, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, when I you're for, for me, it definitely does as a parent. I think. I, I, well, think I about this, Carl. When when we were young, when we were growing up, <laughs> all right, we we uh, I mean, there wasn't very many choices of television stations. You know, you had ABC, CBS, and, and NBC. That was pretty much it. That's all where you got everyone's news from. That's how we all got on the same page as a country, was, was that. And then slowly but surely, here comes Fox, and then here comes the Internet, and here comes, you know, a thousand other sources of places to get your stuff from. You know, so it's, it's just a different environment <coughs> these days. You know, it's just a different way of, uh, you know, communicating. So how do you, you know, rein that in, or can you, or is this what do you do to adapt to it, and how do you you know, raise children to have more of a social appetite of being in public and, you know, not being afraid to shake hands or say hi to anybody on the streets. I don't know. It's just a weird, you know, uh, I don't know, is it a conundrum? What do you think, man? I mean, everyone's got their heads buried in their phones or iPads. I mean, you're, no one's looking up. There's no social interaction anymore. I mean, you've it's, seen the couples that are just, like, texting each other at a table, you know. Yeah, like. it's strange, man. I mean, we just don't, like, see each other. When I see – now, I'm making it a point, and I kind of usually do anyway, but I just like to tell you that it makes a difference when you walk by people and you smile at them and you say hi. And you'll be surprised what a smile will do for them because they'll smile. Hopefully they will. If they don't, then there's a problem with them, you know. It's not my problem. Well, my problem is walking around saying hi to everyone. <laughs> so that's my problem. Some people have a problem with that, though. <laughs> uh, Vicar's yeah. here with us, yeah. Well, you know how to handle that problem? <laughs> you can medicate, Victor. Yeah. Uh, Vicar's hanging out with us here. He is a medical marijuana grower. You're an official grower of the state. You also uh, create edibles for, this, for, uh, for patients as well. Um, so uh, I want to introduce you again with that. And uh, I know you, got a, you, have a, you don't have a website, do you? Mm. But you have um, a Facebook page. Can you do that? Or should you do that? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> not See, that much activity is okay, so worth well, it. I mean, right. Well, let's talk about this because I know you're, you're deeply involved in uh, the medical marijuana movement and I'm sure overall legalization of it all because as we're finding the legalization isn't going to take a real hamper from the medicinal side because the strands and the, the potency of the recreational versus the medicinal is going to be different. Yes. And that, I think, is – there's got to be stipulation. I mean, you got to make sure that it's different, right? Because otherwise you're screwing over a lot of people who are medicinal growers, you know, who are really growing the, 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 the highest potent THC you can get. <laughs> the better the medicine, the better you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. So, and the better the cure. So, in, in essence, talk about that real quick. I want to know what your thoughts are. I mean, what are you uh, – how do you look at that? Well, I mean – I always just urge people to understand that there's a huge difference between recreational and medicinal. I mean, if you're getting high, you're getting high. It, you know, I have no f- fucking problem with that. <laughs> you know, like you go home, you work you work a hard day's work, and you're looking forward to a beer and a joint at the end of the day. There's nothing fucking wrong with that to me. But if you have worked your hard day long or you can't even start your day without that joint because your bones are aching so much, you can barely eat anything to get any nutritional nutrition into you just to process the day. So, I mean, there's a huge difference between that because most people are weekend smokers that are recreational users or hang out with their friends not having to medicate every morning. Right. You know, I mean, but it, it you know, a lot of people look at, well, you have to do that just to feel better. Well, do you drink water to stay alive? 
that's the way that I look at it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's funny you, you kind of mentioned, you know, those that I want to get home from have, home, have a beer and a joint, you know, to I need to wake up. I need to smoke it because it needs, that's the only way I'm really going to be able to get out of bed because mm-hmm. I'm aching and it helps me out. Um, there isn't that third one. And that third one is the one everyone jumps on is, oh, he needs to smoke when he wakes up and he needs to smoke every day because he's addicted to it. And, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is I've never, I, I've addicted, I don't know really what the definition is in their minds of what addiction is, you know, because I've smoked it, I've left it for a few years, I've smoked it, I've left it a couple times, I smoke it. Now I'm a card holder. It's more beneficial for me now. I can really see it and I look at it in a different light now, which is real interesting. You know, back then I didn't use it for my pain, you know, I used it for, um, I don't know. I guess to have fun, yeah, you just know, just to have fun, just to have fun. It opens and, your mind. And what is wrong with that? You know, yeah. I just want to have a good time and have fun. I'm not, I'm harmless. I'm not doing anything evil. You know, if eating you know munchies and, and playing video games is your your sound of evil and bringing the country down, you know, then go pick it EA's you know electronics or whatever. But I I think uh, you know, once you start applying it in that medical sense and you know because I do have a need for it. Um, I I, I, told, I have a different observation of it now. I have a total different look at it now. You know, it's really interesting and in how I apply it. You know, because it is my medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what I need. You know, it's not what I. And before, when I was uh, smoking it, when I look back now, I can look at that and say, you know what, I was probably getting high to keep from my depression. You know, because I always, when I didn't have it, it was just kind of you're just a normal, sucky sober person. <laughs> you know, and just want to. You just lose your thoughts a little bit, and then you get a little, I get a little stone, and you start focusing on what you want to do, and you know what yeah. have you. I mean, the common misconception is that you just become stupid, and you know it's all these movies that just project us as horrible college stoner, you know, bros, basically. And basically, what happens is you become introspective. You want to get out and make something of yourself. I mean, it's fun, right? I think just real quick to that point, I think <coughs> Bob Marley is a really good example of that. You know, the the music he generated while being stoned is quite incredible. Yeah. I mean, look at any musician. They're all on some type of drug. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. I got some. We have some special guests that just walked in, by the way. Soul Tribe. We're going to call the doctor. Anthony, Matt. Yeah. All right, man. Oh, I got a little echo right there. Uh, Yeah, we're going to. All these mics are kind of pointed at each other. So let's move the mics around. All right. Let's uh, see who's in town. (laughs) <laughs> See, I like to try to rhyme once in a while. Uh, Soul Tribe from San Antonio, man. Let me know. Are, are we ready? Dude, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so open up mic f- uh, three. Check, check, check. Whoa, be loud, man. Check, check, check. <laughs> you can step back a little bit. You see, you got to ruin my levels, dude, is what I'm trying to say. You're peaking the board, dude. What's up, Matt? What's up, dude? Matt, the old intern. Yeah. What's up, the you old like intern? You like that, the return. He's, he's, he's the Soul Tribe. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, let's, 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 before we begin, let's yeah. talk about... The August issue. Well, we're talking. We were talking about weed, by the way. Going and global this is, with gas. This man. is Vicker, by the way. I, I met Vicker yeah, at the I Swingers Party. At the Swingers Party. What's up, See, buddy? we're going to talk about that a little later on. Right? Yeah, grab a <laughs> yeah. seat, man. Or the Swingers guy. Sorry, not the Swingers Party. Just, yeah, grab that seat too. <laughs> come, come a little closer, man. All right, Matt. Last I know, you were in Seattle, Washington. That's or right. In Washington, and uh, now you're hanging out with Soul Tribe. Man. That's right. So that's cool. You got picked up for you. That's good. Good for you guys. Yeah, it's a good thing, right? It is a good thing. Absolutely. Well, I told him back in the day when you guys were kind of. Talking and stuff like that. Oh, he's and, gonna uh, take credit now. 
I, I'm not taking no credit at all, man. I'm just saying it's like I know you had other bands. Didn't give me like a proper outro. But I said not gonna be here. when that opportunity came up, I said, "Oh, you got to jump all over that, man." Yeah, you man. Got to jump all over that. It's a nice well, thing. So yeah. You guys are cool as shit too, so that makes a big difference. You got cool music. You're doing things with yourselves, man. And uh, what's up, man? Hey, man. And uh, we got to introduce the other two guys. But let's introduce everyone else, though. Uh, we got Matt Anthony and uh, what's up, man? How's it going, man? Phil. Phil Fierro. Phil. What's up, man? Phil. We Kevin. Phil. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to like. I, I don't remember your face as much because I'm sorry, man. We, we actually was, we picked we picked up Phil on the side of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's, it's the absolute truth, man. Yeah, we we're playing a show in Jerome, and that's Biggest where we met mountain. Phil. Is that where we met yeah. Phil? Somewhere yeah. on the road. Yeah, it was on the road. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he comes into San Antonio now and, and rolls out <laughs> with us from there. It's been nice. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm. I'm we were talking about medications earlier, man. Oh, nice. Good <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, in the corner with no microphone? Paul. Paul. What's up, Paul? Hey, everybody. All right. Soul Tribe's in the house, man. We were talking about uh, medical marijuana. We were talking about uh, growing and the difference between the recreational and the medical marijuana, too, man. And uh, I want to know how for you, that you're a grower, what... How do you make a difference of growing recreational to medical? How do you keep the THC levels in that different plane, I guess? Uh, proper nutrition. I mean, I just learned a specific way, and I test everything now. As long as it's over 10%, it's considered medicinal. So, I mean, so you have to grow the plant first. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I can't. This you pray that the genetics are good, that right, it's that feminized. It's, and <laughs> but you got to hope it stays under a certain percentage for that to be recreational. No. Or above to be uh, medicinal, right? Is there a, a line that it has to be above a certain? Well, that's just like levels of what a, a typical medical marijuana patient would want, basically. Anything under 10% would not really help them as much as they would want. Right. So, okay. I mean, it, like that type of stuff is what is used to make concentrates, hash, wax. People just, if they don't get a good crop, they'll throw it, or in my case, edibles. I'll make butter or oil with it. Because you can still extract anything that's in there like for example you grow a plant for a month you're supposed to go it for almost two and a half months when you're flowering that first month in there's still plenty of stuff if you mess up on the, the plant that you can just chair uh right chop down and still make concentrates with yeah even if you fuck up you're still yeah. you're still good yeah you're still making getting something <laughs> you're getting something from yeah. something right exactly the whole plant is usable mm -hmm. that's the thing i think people really maybe might not grasp or not i'm not quite sure but i mean every single and everything on that plant is usable. Well, the coolest part is uh, juicing the leaves just yeah, straight up. Thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. You do that, right? It's hard to have enough to consume, honestly. Is it? Yeah. You need a ton? Yeah, I mean, I always point it to uh, the South Park episode when Cartman got AIDS and he, he had to inject $100,000 into you. <laughs> right, I so that, Basically, right. it's like right. that with like the CBD and all that type of stuff. I mean, it, it cures you. I mean, the latest thing I had seen is that like hemp basically restructures our DNA. Interesting. Uh, the... Uh, the, the <coughs> blending of the marijuana leaves, you said you needed a lot, but I mean, like, like, but what for what purpose, in a sense, as far as like, is it like spinach where you have it looks enriched in certain mm -hmm. ingredients? You just need a certain amount of leaves to equal that amount. Is that what you're, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, because what you're, you're you need a, like a wheatgrass juicer basically because the f it's so fibrous and hard to break down any you need normal be, juicer. You need just... to have like a like a, a crop in the forest. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you need, right? Yeah. That crop, uh, they see that story um, over in Northern California. These uh, guys got busted by growing marijuana f uh, fields out in the uh, in the forest up there, and now it's turned into this big case where this judge in California heard testimony from doctors and some and, and scientists saying that bud 
but marijuana has a medicinal value. And uh, this chick uh, is the only one her name is Bertha Madras, right? She's a doctor. She's professor of psych- psychobiology at Harvard Medical School, and she's the former drug czar under George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you, so you think she's for this? That's what I'm trying right. to say, right? Um, yeah, basically, uh, she she based her arguments on the fact that marijuana has not reached the high standards of proof necessary to obtain FDA approval, which she says highlights both the lack of clear evidence about its efficiency as well as an accepted method of delivery for the treatment. You know why they're mad, right? Because they're losing. Well, no one's died yet. They want someone to die so they can prove that it's bad. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard somebody got it like, would you say you got to smoke like two pounds of weed at uh, one time in 15 L- minutes? <clears throat> the LD50 of marijuana is 1,500 uh, pounds in 15 minutes. <laughs> that is literally impossible. Yeah, you can't do that. You just can't do that. I mean, what do you guys thought? I want to soldier. What's that? I mean, what do you thought? thought thoughts on that? So About smoking that much weed? Basically, <laughs> that sounds good. What would you do? How would you? I'd be willing to try. How would you plan your day on that one? That's what I want to know. What would your day be planned on? What would you be doing? You would have to set it up. Like in, in uh, this is the end. Remember when uh, Jay gets picked up and they go to Seth's house and he's got all the, the weed laid out, and all the video games, and everything's set up. This was our day. I mean, we're all going to kick back here and just, right. this is it. Do you guys do that? Do you have set up nights where we're going to get stoned and we're going to just do this all night long? I mean, those are fun nights, man. Yeah, it's kind of right. a, a day and night activity, <laughs> you know, at the same but time, I think, too. Yeah, I think, okay, cool. when, you're, uh, when I was younger, I mean, it was a lot of fun to get stoned and do something. Right. You know, like have a plan for the night. We're gonna watch these movies high. No doubt, do something, go somewhere else, and get. But we I jam. think as you get yeah. jamming is a, a good thing. Sure, yeah. of course, it's I necessary. That yeah. up, right. I couldn't it, agree with it you really, more. It's the glue that. But besides, besides jamming, together. besides that, I mean, I'm talking about like extracurricular activity. Me and my buddies would always go play basketball. Yeah, basketball. That's all you do. Well, other things, but. You, when I was younger, that's generally what would happen. All right, way to way to jump in, guys. <laughs> that's all I gotta <laughs> say. You guys suck. I'm gonna move on to another topic. <laughs> Soul Trout. Let's let's move on. I was just want to wrap up the marijuana talk with Vicar as you guys walked in, and uh, Vicar is a grower as well. Um, he does grow his uh, edibles too. And how, how do you measure the, that too? There's a testing, isn't there? There's a mm-hmm. test kit. I think people you can buy themselves, can't they? Yeah, the recent ones I've seen, like two two fifty or something pretty easy but it's better to have someone who has a nice huge setup and right so what do they do how do they test it uh well i mean the main ones they're testing for uh, delta thc delta 9 thc cb uh, cbn cbd t uh, and uh cbg um a lot of different stuff <laughs> that's a lot of initials and then you dude. can get the pests <laughs> molds mildews uh and then there's terpenoids now that they're testing for which are the flavors and the smells and the tastes and stuff it's really interesting because they apparently have additional value as well. So they are, but like they come up with the twenty percent, twenty three percent. How do how do they come up with that? Do you know? I got a formula for my edibles, but I don't fully know the one for how they they how they determine it. Does anybody know? I mean, like, how do you just say it's this has got twenty three percent GHC? You know, that's a good that's a good one. You know? Yeah, that's high. Yeah, that's high. I no think they intended. regulate just by like uh, the content. You know, like grams. Usually, it's by milligrams. 
with edibles, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's how they're doing it medicinally. Yeah, I mean, now, I mean, I, I'm kind of measuring that. Like, I, when you take edibles, I'm real conscientious about what I'm taking because I want to know how it's going to affect me. Right. You know, so like I took something that was like 30 milligrams once and I didn't really feel anything. So I'm like, all right, next time I'll do 100 and see how that feels. And they get you based your judgment on. I had a 200 milligram cookie um, a couple weeks ago. Wow. And I can tell you that made me feel really good. Wow. Uh, that's, that's a sit at home on the couch all day kind of uh, dosage. You know what I'm saying? So, but it was like perfect. You know, I was still kind of functional. But mm -hmm. I think at that point, I think I measured myself as that, that being a good dose of, of uh, medication for me for a long, sustainable time doing nothing. Well, <laughs> you know? well in medical format, wouldn't you just make a measurement of the, the extract you're using, such as the butter or the oil, and then that would be put into the cookie? So that would kind of tell you the amount of milligrams that you've actually well, put into the yeah, edible itself, right? Because when I get it tested, I, you take how much the initial percentage was beforehand and then calculate that into how much ounces of, of butter or oil that right. you're rendering. And then, you know, how 12, 24 cookies, break it down from there. And that's how I got, when I'm making two dozen cookies, uh, basically I'm at two to 250, depending on the strength of the oil that I'm using. So, there but you go. each strain is always different. That's, that's what's, and you always got to test differently. Nice. So. All right, well, cool, man. Well, we're going to be here for another hour plus. You guys hanging? Yeah, we'll hang out for yeah. a bit. Yeah? Yeah, no doubt. All right, because uh, Vicar's a swinger, too. Is that so? Yeah, All right, then. We're sticking around. Yes. <laughs> sticking around. Thank we're we're, we're going to play some uh, drug code. We're going to play some porno music or not a little bit later on. <laughs> All so, right. And we're going to get into uh, Soul Tribe a little bit as well. We're going to find out a little bit how's your tour going. And All right. You guys have been doing on the road for a while. Yeah, uh, man. Last time I saw you was in Austin, Texas. South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah right. man. That was, was a good night. That was yeah, a it fun was. time, man. Yeah. I, was, I, I don't know if we were even going to see each other. I no, know, we right? just ran into each other on the street randomly. Total random, yeah. right. And that was such a cool thing to see. And uh, there was another artist I ran into that I had no clue was going to be there right. at that same uh, week as well. Yeah, you were telling it, me it was, that when we ran in, yeah, on the street there. Yeah, right it was really cool. Man. Oh, my God, I was like, this is a really a nice treat, man. It's a nice treat to have you guys here in Phoenix, Arizona as well. And you guys yeah, it's good to be back. At the Purple Haze House tonight? No, actually, we're... Um, Last Exit Live? Oh, yeah, yeah this is the oh, this is the, we the just bar came show. Yes. Purple Haze House. Yeah, we, we just came from the Purple Haze we House. We did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why they're quiet. They're using their internal voice is what I'm trying to say. Um, all right, let's play some music. We're going to keep stepping. It's the Hourglass Cats. Uh, they just played last night. They're, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Ska reggae? What do you Ska call it? Ska Latin reggae, kind of. They're trying. That's their angle. Yeah, that's their angle. It's very cool music. We're going to kick it up a notch, and we're going to come back with some Soul Trap, play some of their music as well. They're playing acoustic. I'm just kidding. You're not playing acoustic. No, man. I'm not putting that on you guys. Um, no. What's that? Oh, I thought <laughs> you want to <laughs> do a acapella? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll make you uh, do some yeah. freestyling when yeah, we we'll come do back, that. all right? All right, we're going to do this right now. We'll come back. You're going to go book gas. Man. The first time I came around Walk nothing easy. I learned my lesson oh so quickly. Wasn't she too nice? But that's cake is time has forgiven the hateful things that you've done. There was a time when I held it against you, but now I'm only bad having fun. And I swear that I should. Even though you know. 
for a glass of warm milk. It helps put me to sleep. You could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. Now you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Smoke to black. 
Green turns to black, yeah, that's what we stand for. Green turns to black, green smoke to black, green turns to black, yeah, that's what we stand for. When all the people really need is some peace Hate all these moments where we turn to our weed It never caused no death, no disease Don't try and make it seem like we're some foolish youth Throwing away our lives as we're searching for the truth Don't need authority rules while we go under Still there ain't no crime using herbs Much respect to all the people thinking green not just the color, but the message in between. This is a metal weapon that you use frequently to stop evil people and end their beliefs. Green turns to black, green smoke to black, green turns to black, yeah, that's what we stand for. Green turns to black, green smoke to black, green burnt to black, yeah, that's what we stand for. Green turns to black, green smoke to black, green turns to black, yeah. Turns black from revolution as uh, we hang out here in studio. You're going global with gas, man. Yeah. We are forgetting Matt. The old intern is hanging out on tour with Soul Trap. You don't do that no more. You got to get him to do it. Oh, Why aren't you training him? I, you know, because I haven't really, I haven't gone that way with Carl yet. Okay. It's kind of like that was your thing in a sense, and I and I kind of do it once in a while too. I'm no, I like you do it. You should do it. Yeah, I do it. Right, exactly. Show. But right, exactly. Thanks, man. Yeah, of <laughs> I appreciate you say it. do it. Somebody do it. I <laughs> thank you, know. you, man. Yeah, nice, man. All right. Well, uh, with Saturday, it's our second hour. We're uh, kicking off uh, one more to go here until 4 p.m. Mountain time. I should say 3 p.m. Pacific time because the time change. We were kind of discussing that earlier. You guys travel. You oh. guys tour. So yeah. time changing is nothing new for you guys. No, but it's... Yeah. No, it could be one of our best friends. Like, oftentimes, right. <laughs> like, right. you try to get across country, right. and you're, like, pushing a little too fast, but, you know, you're trying to get where you got to go. Right. Like, picking up an extra, realizing you have that extra hour, like, <laughs> stressing and sweating. You're like, oh, man, we got an extra hour. <laughs> yeah, but that's thing. only moving west, yeah, though, Yeah, it, it is, though. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's a beast in the reverse, you know? It's a I bitch know. goddess. 
That's why you gotta like fly to the East Coast and then drive right. to the West Coast. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like paddling downstream. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Soul Tribe from San Antonio, Texas is hanging out with us here. And uh, we have Vicar as well, our, uh, our resident grower. Yes, sir. <laughs> I guess you can say. And he's also a swinger, too. And we're going to get into some discussion with that. You're an ex-swinger. Plus. Excuse me. Yeah, yes. he's, he's an ex. Well, uh, he, he was, we, uh, we chatted about this before on uh, on the radio show. And now we're on the internet. The and internet. it's live radio. Live, live, and uh, live. by the way, over the last, uh, I think around, for the six months that driving, oh, driving, geez. For the six months that uh, going global with gas. <laughs> <laughs> That Going Global with Gas, is, man, has been on uh, the internet here on voiceamerica.com. Uh, we have accumulated uh, 6,500 listeners. Nice. Yeah, Jeez. man. So that's pretty cool, right? I like that. That was so good, thank man. You. That was that's good. good. Yeah, so thank you for listening, man. It's, and it's global. I mean, there's people like in Vietnam that listen to the show. There's people in China and Russia and Australia and, and South America. Um, it's that's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, man. It's, uh, so thank you for listening in and uh, spread the word. We play a lot of really cool music. We meet a lot of really cool bands that are traveling. We meet comedians because that's what Going Global with Gasman is all about. It's music, comedy, and life. And you do it all for the people. Yes. And uh, if you want to uh, have your friend's band on the show or if you want to have your band on the show and you have some music that I can listen to prior to getting you on the show because you you, there's a filter you got to pass through. I mean, I'd imagine you guys have passed through some filters before. You've had that before, Soul Tribe? You guys, like, submitting music? Do you ever get somebody to tell you? It's like, well, I'll listen to it, but, uh, you know, like maybe somebody in radio or someone. Well, yeah, you, you, you know, I, I had a friend of mine who played in another band who went to, who gave his CD to a band he really admired, and the guy told him he was going to use it as a coaster, which I found was, like, the saddest story, I've, musician story I've ever heard, you really? know, trying to get through that filter. Yeah, man. But That's kind of rude. It is, yeah, man. But most people out there are music lovers that are involved in, in getting our music passed through. So, you know, we get a lot of, you know, good responses from people who are right. specific to our genre, and so they're watching it, and their opinion matters a lot to us. So w- how, uh, for you, how difficult it is uh, to get your music on the radio? Are you finding it's easier? you got to try to find certain stations that play you, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and a lot of times it just comes down to personal taste, you know, who the program director and, and what they like to do. It's it's right. fa- it's fairly easy in some instances, but like, you know, I think since a lot of things have moved away from terrestrial radio, you know, you have so many different personalities and that that's great in a lot of ways because some people will be very specific to something and they'll champion your sound and really get behind it because because they have the freedom to do that. Right. You know, but in other instances, you know, the communication levels might not be as as responsive. You know, if if you're working, you know, with uh, people who, you know, are more pushing the music than, a, you know, a, a, whatever it is they, they do it for, you know. What are you, where are you hitting on your tour? Um, we're going to San Diego after this, and then we're heading up California, doing stops all the way up to Sacramento. And then we come back for doing Thanksgiving in Colorado nice. the whole weekend. Yeah, we're going to be in Avon and Denver <laughs> and with Pueblo. Matt's, yeah. Matt's real happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I was just yeah, I was in Colorado not too long ago, man. It was uh, it was nice to be there, you know. No, you're you're safe. Yeah, it's like home plate. Oh, it is. Man. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's a relief. Washington <laughs> well, Washington's home plate too. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's home plate's getting bigger. You know? Yeah, it is. I mean, you start seeing all this. You know, the states that are legalizing it now, which is great. Right. Um. You know, and it's, I'm good. I'm glad Victor's here as well. So when you're driving around in your different states and everything like that, even when you're in a maybe a hardcore red state, I mean, shit, you're from fucking Texas, man. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. We have a lot of home base training and getting around hard states. You well, know? that's what I'm saying. So how do you? How is the mentality in Texas with the among the people as opposed to the ones that are in charge who are always 
out of touch. Well, you know, Texas, like most places, the bigger cities have a completely different mentality than the vastness of country that surrounds it. Right. And so to say Texas, on one end, you're talking about, you know, a large rural community, massive, you know, bigger than France or whatever, you know. Right. And then in the cities like where we're from, there's a there's a site and release law that people aren't even aware of. That if the the police now have the freedom, instead of doing the paperwork, if they find you with anything under two ounces, that they can just let you go. They can make that decision themselves. No, I mean, they so can actually police? The police are allowed to let you go if they wow. find two ounces or less in San Antonio, in Bear County, the county that we're in. And it, But it's not very publicized. So when people think about Texas, they don't think about these kinds of things. But we're involved with Normal in San Antonio. We do most of their higher shows and in, in around Texas normal meets up every year and they you know and a lot of people are working hard to get it on the ballot in 2015 and it looks like it's going to happen yeah I mean like what do you think the push will be for that in Texas I mean do you well, think is there a lot of support for it the, the, the support's actually starting to come in from the people who own large plots of land when they started to do the math especially in regards to hemp and especially regards some of the some of the more conservative people are afraid to get behind cannabis for uh, you know for the flowers but more the hemp industry is blowing up that a lot of the automakers in America are starting to use hemp in the in replace of fiberglass. And so there's a big need for it and you can make a lot of money. And Texas has a lot of land and a lot of people who like to make a lot of money with their land. So it'd know? be the new oil rush in a sense. Yeah, exactly. No, there was I, I read something online uh, that, you know, Texas would be one of the top five states to benefit agriculturally from the legalization yeah. of marijuana. I think that's one of the things that gets missed in a lot of the, the, com in the communication of trying to legalize marijuana. So everyone just want to get high. No, we don't legalize it for hemp. I mean, that's really right. what we need. Sure, you know, uh, you know, jobs. Uh, well, jobs, of <laughs> course. Jobs, yeah, right. jobs. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be creating uh, clothing. You're going to be creating oil. You're going to be creating sure. food. I mean, it's just, and, and no, it's just because it, repeats itself, it's a quick crop, you know? I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. Well, you know, the, 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 the criminalization food, movement everything. started in Texas with William Hurst's involvement, you know, in the, in the passage with DuPont family, this whole kind of thing. Yeah. So it's been ground zero for the whole prohibition movement, you know, in a very silent kind of way. But one of the things that, like, I think, so like you were saying, you know, money talks. And once people can make money off of it and see it as, a, as an industry, you know, understanding that hemp is, is, you know, strongest natural fiber and which is why they made it illegal to begin with. You know? Right, which is so funny. And I, we talked with uh, Val Venus last week about that. I was like, well, you would think like the big corporations would just like drop what they're doing. It's like, oh, I can make money with that? Oh, let's right. do that instead. Yeah. But it's, it's like, no, let's use It's just a weird, bizarre, like, let's, like going with synthetically made in a laboratory THC pills as opposed to using the natural stuff that just, it, it blows my fucking mind the mentality of the people in charge, yes. the ones that are making decisions, how out of step they are with the realization of what this really is and what it, and how it can really help us in a, in a logical, common sense way. And I think when you're looking at this uh, trial we were talking about, this judge looking over all this information from respectable scientists and doctors saying this is proven medicine and her saying, well, the book's right. still out. Right. The FDA hasn't approved it. So well, the FDA approved shit that still kills people. That's the truth. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. that's the point. Fun, right? The government wants to regulate everything. So by I don't have a problem with them regulating. Well, no, yep. I mean in regard to the but, THC form, though. I mean, so right? They're right. They're, there's I don't understand. It's about they're, money. They're yeah, regulating money. because they've got the population would, trained on pills. You know what I mean? Well, that, right. Of course, they're all hooked so, on pills, and it's it's disgusting. Um, and they're also just feeding that. I mean, ask your doctor for a free sample. You know, I mean, right. they're they're handing these out. They actually right. call it Soma. 
<laughs> you know, there's an actual so. pill named Soma, like Brave New World. Are you serious? Yeah, man. When the government was out handing out pills to sedate people, they actually call it Soma. And everyone's like, yeah, that's a good pill. Go do that. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, man. man. Well, that's yeah. funny because, you know, we do a game called Drug Code. Right. So we were talking about all these different ways you would uh, dis- disguise, I guess, your, your words you would use. You right. Know? So what would be something that you use? Like something, let's say you're, you're talking about like uh, like cocaine. What would you say for cocaine? Do you have a, you have a drug code for cocaine? Some white girl. Here, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. Uh, a, I'll give you Snow? a drug. I'll give you a drug code, and you tell me what the co- what the uh, drug is. Okay. All right. All right. So what is um, <laughs> what is Texas tea? Oh God, you guys are from Texas. Yeah, it sounds like heroin. Heroin. <laughs> yeah, heroin. black tar heroin. Everyone's going heroin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, black tar heroin. Uh, Texas tea is marijuana. What? Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. This is from uh, this is uh, noslang.com. They're drug lists from drug codes. All right. This is official. All right. <laughs> um, what is uh, Tic Tac? Uh, ecstasy. Yeah, that would be cool. right. Nope. Molly. Molly. Nope. Crack. LSD. Nope. nope. <laughs> Acid. Nope. <laughs> it's uh, PCP. I was oh, that was my next guess. <laughs> All right. LSD. What is uh, For, what is uh, Aunt Nora? Valium. Aunt Nora. What is Aunt Nora? That sounds like some heroin. Opium. Some yeah, bag. some kind of opiate. Opiate. I haven't heard Carl. Well, Carl, what do you think? Uh, I'm going <laughs> some kind of pill. Some kind of pill. Uh, Aunt, Aunt Nora is cocaine. Where is this cocaine? <laughs> in, in whose world is that I don't cocaine? Know, man, but that's it, it whose Aunt Nora is this? <laughs> I'm not buying Canada. it. I did hear some people on on the West Coast call uh, in Florida called weed crippy, which is like the most off the wall weed name I've heard. Crippy. Crippy. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, that's what they call it. East Coast. <laughs> <name. laughs> it's the East Coast, Florida. You know, uh, Bart Simpson. Do you know what Bart Simpson stands for? No. It's heroin. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> according to this list. This is like slices, you know, this is what the kids are saying these days is what I should say, right? Oh, right. Lord. I don't know, right? <laughs> drug code. Drug code. What would you say? I, I was funny because uh, someone told me uh, their drug code. They're like what I like to say is uh, I'm gonna go um, go get some quote unquote notes from my quote unquote tutor. Right, yes. that's what that was. With I, that. I I I had a tutor who used to call them CDRs and how many CDRs the CDs like that he wanted to burn. Yes, and serious? that was the amount that that particular tutor <laughs> was helping me out with. Yeah. How many CDs do you need? Yeah, exactly. It was, it was pretty obvious. What one CD yeah. per gram or what? Yeah, no, it's yeah. You know, I don't I don't even remember the system. It was way too confusing. You know, DVDRs were like a different thing, and I don't know, man. That's I quit. Funny, man. I quit going to that tutor. My math didn't work out. You know, the CDs were shitty. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> you can record or re-record over them. That's right. What about you, Matt? Any uh, drug code lingo lingo you use? No, I was just you know maybe a green T-shirt when I was growing up. Green like, T-shirt like you in used? high school, like because I worked in like an outlet store, so they'd be like, "Yo, about to get some green T-shirts after work." Like, yeah, oh, that's pretty gay. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> the code that was all it. You asked. Hey, what about you, Vicker? You have any? Not really. You have any? Uh. Not so much. Maybe younger, I would I would just try to associate it with green or something. something. Green, yeah, yeah, it would usually just be green or like. Uh, How many cans of green paint do you need? Right, green paint. <laughs> <laughs> you like the green paint? Green day tickets. I've heard somebody <laughs> say. <laughs> I've heard somebody describe a dub a, like two pizza rolls. Like, yo, let me get two pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Like, cause I guess like if you put a pizza roll in the bottom of the bag, it was supposed to weigh out to how much. Let's oh, the really? sold amount. Yeah. <laughs> I, so what did you just say before that? You said the. Uh, 
What did you say just before that? You don't remember? <laughs> you're like, you're like, great, we neither do us. Neither do us. <laughs> None of us go. in the room remember. Good thing it's recorded. Um, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go back and go, dude, man, get dude, your man. shit together, dude. <laughs> Write that shit down. All right, Soul Tribe. What are you traveling? What are you touring on? Is this a special tour for you guys? Because you're always on the road, man. Yeah, this, yeah, this is like number six in two years. Nice, man. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this one is just kind of to, it's in, it's to reconnect with some of our Southwest and California, you know, fans and friends out here that we play with and, nice. and meet up with, you know. And has, it been, has it been a minute? It's been a little while. You know, we've been focusing a lot on the East Coast and Midwest and, you know, and it's been really good. Florida has been nice. You How know? did you get hooked into the, uh, the East Coast, you know, for the style of music you play? I mean, it's reggae music. I mean, it I, is. So yeah. when you're going in there, are you being requested to go out to the East Coast? Or? You know, uh, some of the time... A lot of the times it's connecting with other bands out there, groups like The Substance and uh, in, in Florida Morning Fatty and Oogie Wawa in New York and, you know... And, uh, I love the, reggae the, bands. Yeah, the great, the... the great Show <laughs> in Philly and, like, you know, these different, you know, crews that are out there. That, right. And then when they come back our way, we'll do a show and thing, you know, and yeah. we just all kind of grow together. That's how you do it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Soul Tribe. It's S-O-L. T-R-I-B-E. Right, and I love the name. Thanks. But what else did you have as far as... Uh, Fighting over what you're gonna call your band before you settle with Soul Tribe. Um, a Rebel Sound. Okay. Soul Provider. Okay. Um, and I just was as a while back in the mind. Uh, I think those were like contenders. I think someone actually who wanted to do call it Rebel Sound went out and made a T-shirt and went so far as to like make the argument by like rocking the T-shirt at rehearsal. <laughs> they loved it that much. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think I have the T-shirt somewhere too. Did, did you uh, when you when you felt, when you settle for uh, Soul Tribe? Did you have to like do Google your name to make sure it was all safe and everything? Yeah, we went through a very long process. Did you? We even hired a lawyer and did the whole really. Yeah, the whole search and was whatnot. that recommended to do that or? Yeah, uh, you know, and at the same time like you know you don't want to step on somebody out there and the internet makes things so accessible and broad that of course there's going to be someone out there that has a similar identity to yours right. like in Japan there's a soul hyphen tribe that was around and played metal in clubs in Japan spelled the same way yes but with a hyphen oh really so we're different than them yeah, and then, and, but you're way different but yeah and at that. the same time we've seen some guys come up since we've been around and on the road that like find the thing and then they'll even contact us and be like oh we're changing our name man we realize you were out there oh interesting yeah because I mean I, we're, at, we're at this stage right now where bands are using up four to five words to define their name <laughs> you know pretty that's really common you know because yeah I mean we, nobody we, else has that we've been naming bands for a long time <laughs> man you know we're getting to the end of <laughs> That, but the know. thing is, is right, all right. So you're a band. Let's say you're a band in the '90s, right? And you have, let's just hypothetically call them Soul Tribe, right? right. And they're a band. You had no clue they existed, right? They might have made some moderate success, maybe some local tours, maybe some regional tours. Okay, you know? yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe a band, a big band, picked them up. Maybe they toured with, with uh, like White Snake or okay, something like that. Right, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah. The genre, whatever right, it is, yeah, okay, yeah. They find out that you're now a Soul Tribe and you're doing your thing. And they get pissed off, and they threaten to sue you. Right. You know, I mean, I've seen that happen before. Sure. I've seen that, and it's, like, ridiculous because nobody knows who you are. Now more people know who you are, and now they're gonna, more people are going to know how much you suck. Right. Because you didn't last longer. Right. You know, yeah. how you got this gig, who knows. Yes. But you know what I'm saying? It's like bands like that need to let it go. I agree. And it's like. 
In, in, in the least, don't take legal matters. This should be like an right. epic battle between the two bands. And, you know, he who <laughs> stands. Yeah, stand. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. All right. Nice. <laughs> uh, we are uh, going uh, global with Gas Man this Saturday afternoon. It's, it's November 8th. I almost said October. It's November. The year is flying by. Glad to see good things stay the same. Yeah, that I don't know the day it is. But I know what day it is, I guess you could say. Um, and uh, we're hanging out now. You guys, again, you're going to, you're going to San Diego. You're going up north to uh, California, uh, up the coast to, uh, to Washington, right? You're going up there? No, the or furthest, just... yeah, we're just going up Cali back, and then we're going to come back to the southwest for uh, our uh, Colorado dates. We're going back to Texas, to Amarillo, right. which has been like the, one of the best surprises on the road. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get to as yeah. far as when all the cities you're hitting and everything like that. I mean, is what are the newbies maybe you're finding? Uh, what kind of, are you getting people knowing you bef before you get there? Absolutely. Well, like Amarillo is, I just mentioned, you know, they, they, they have a good promotion inside of Leftwoods and they're really getting people excited about music and that was unexpected. So we played there and it really popped off and then coming back to places like San Luis Obispo, which we're hitting up again on this tour, which is, has always been, you know, a good night and it's a good, it's a good place for music in general. Most, I don't know anybody who's toured there who's regretted it. Well, and, you know? uh, yeah. And the thing is, you know, when sometimes you're hitting cities like that, I mean, I'm sure you're finding... Maybe the smaller the city, the bigger the crowd? Sometimes. Well, a lot of times it depends on, like, if there's a university there or some other reason for, like, people to really want to go out, you know. And, and that a lot of times the smaller towns are better than that, you know. And, you know, but the big cities, you know, uh, can happen on any night. And I can say that, you know, place, go, traveling to places like San Diego or Los Angeles or Denver or, you know, around Texas or even out east. We played Manhattan on a Tuesday night and it was live, you know. So it's like, you, yeah, wall to wall. Every night you know, that yeah. place, though, that's, right? that's the whole thing, though. We played you played know? Manhattan, so, I mean, yeah. that must have been pretty, pretty sweet. It was, yeah, no, we drove our van and trailer across the bridge like into Manhattan during rush hour traffic and uh and I parallel parked it downtown like a really? 5:30 spot yeah for the van and the trailer was you it know a temporary spot it was it, yeah well, no, it was the yeah no it was only there for a moment actually okay, you know, right. they had to go find the legit spot after that which was know. what three three miles down yeah yeah you had to hike man yeah. you had to get a sherpa to so the very, I mean, at least they're band friendly as far as dropping your stuff off, right? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of bands that play there. You know, a lot of people moving around and dropping things off. And you'd be surprised if, if you, if you, you know, drive around enough. You know, the it, it's at some point in time you're gonna find so right. you can put a van and trailer. That's great, man. Playing yeah. in New York City, man. That's really yeah, I know cool. it's not too bad, man. Yeah. It was a really great experience. It was like you know, were you on a lineup of all reggae music? Yeah, or? yeah, we were. We were playing with a, a crew out there that headlined Ogiwawa. They're from. Uh, um, Long Island, but they have a good following in Manhattan. Nice. So we played uh, Santos Party House, which was Andrew WK's All right. venue down there. Oh, nice. You know, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if anybody follows him on Facebook or whatnot, but he's a pretty you know, funny I, cat. Yeah, I've been, I do, but I don't. I'm not, it's hard for me to catch up on a lot of right. people up there. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Yeah. Well, let's uh, play a tune. Let's call the doctor. All right, let's do it. And we'll come back with some more Soul Tribe and play some more of their music as well. But uh, you've heard me play this song before anyway, so this yeah. is a perfect tune, really, because uh, when we talk about medical marijuana a lot, I mean, I don't know how this, this song should be like the the, the calling card song of, <laughs> of it. you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. I mean, it, it really is. We were talking well, about earlier about medicine, and, you know, I have my medical card, and before I got it, you know, getting stoned was, you know, something fun, and you know, now that I have a problem and I use it for that reason... You know, I adapt and I look at, you know, smoking weed as medicine and I apply it like that. But when I look back at what I was smoking prior is that it really was medicinal. I just didn't know it. Yes. So calling the doctor is really appropriate for that. Right. Because it is really everybody is 
in a sense. Self-medicating. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right, exactly. All right, well, we'll jam out with this. We'll come back, and we'll get into some swinger stories from <laughs> Vicar. Are you ready for that, man? Yeah, Vicar's ready for that. I think the I think the brownie's kicking in, dude. We'll be yeah. back. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
for me. Hit me two times in the rhythm. Hit it. Lean back on it. Take me out with three hits. Hit me soul child. Come on. I was lost, but now I'm found. So I 
To today at Synergy, S-Y-N-R-G-Y, okay? Make sure you know that. It's S-Y-N-R-G-Y, Synergy. It's music from Northern California, and it's played right here on Going Global with Gas Man on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. It's on Saturdays. That's today, live, November 8th, 2014. Just so you know, this is not Memorex. This is live. Is Is that even relatable anymore? Live, not Memorex. That was like that was actual tape to tape recording. Am I right, Carl? I know you were alive back then. All right, no, Carl. Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to think about that. I think, yeah. Remember the guy on the couch sitting there, Maxell, and his, wasn't that recording, or was that just a speaker? Where the guy gets blown away, but that was a speaker. No, I'm commercial. trying to. Yeah, that, yeah, that was. Speaker. No, that was the. Uh, wasn't it the one where the elephant Fitzgerald breaks the glass? Is not recording. All right, never mind. We're not getting into something we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into something we do know. That uh, I'm eating a Rice Krispies treat. It's amazing. Thank you. I shouldn't be eating on the air, so I apologize for that. That's a big faux pas. I should not be doing that. Uh, I want to talk about the comedy right now, real quick. And I um, did. A, I did a special set a couple nights ago. It was really cool. Comedian Ian Bag is in town. I'm a, I'm a friend of his, and I texted him happy birthday on Thursday, and he wrote me back, says, hey, thanks, um, you want to come do some time on the show I'm doing? I'm like, hell yeah. So I did some uh, comedy on Thursday night over at the House of Comedy oh, yeah. in North Phoenix, and it was a blast. It was, it was a lot of fun. I had a good time. Oh, yeah. um, and with that, I do want to say, and, I, and it's been a few weeks since it's already been online, and I keep forgetting to mention on the show but if you want to see me, myself, and I, all three of us do comedy, there is a video on voiceamerica.tv. All right, voiceamerica.tv, you got to search the comedy factor. That's our comedy channel. You hit on that, and then a little video will play, a 15-second video. lets you know you're on the comedy channel or you're on the Voice America TV channel. And then my video will begin right there. So it's an 18-minute video. And it is a condensed version of my stand-up set that I did a few months ago now. And it's uh, I, I kind of it's like I took out a bunch of stuff that wasn't really ready yet. So I only kind of kept what I liked for you guys to see. And it's up there on voiceamerica.tv. So it's the comedy channel, comedy factor. Um, let's see. Carl, did you vote? You know what? Honestly, I can't say that I did. No? You but didn't, it's you because wanna... I did not feel that I had the appropriate information to... 
make educated decisions because I was just a little busy and didn't pay attention to all the hate ads out there. So, you know, that kind of makes a point from last week. I remember talking with the chimps in studio, which you can check that video or that um, that show archived on the voiceamerica.com channel. Going global with man. <laughs> Cheap plug. I said, you know, we don't, there's so many signs on the street corners of who to vote for. I don't think we need to be voting for the county commission or the superintendent. I don't think we need to vote for that. I think we need to have people appointed to those positions. Let's vote and concentrate on what's really important. Your senators, your Congress, your, your, con- your uh, attorney general, your governor. I think those are more important that we should all be focusing on. Not 100 different things and 100, 100 different names we don't know anything about. You're just going to vote party line, and that's all it is. So I think we should ditch that, keep it centralized to a few different roles of government that we need to really be focusing on, and I think you'll see bigger numbers come out. I mean, that's just, I think that might just happen, you know? More people, oh, it's only on a gut for three or four people, then, oh, well, you know, would it be more of a waste of my time I'll go down there or no? I mean, uh, you know, think about it. You just think about, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's been a shitty turnout this year if you're a Democrat. If you're a Republican, it's a statement. Everyone loves the fact that, you know, back in their control to a certain degree, of course, I'm sure there'll be a lot of vetoing going down. Uh, we should have come down to it. So we're really going to be at another stalemate is what's going on. And I think the, you know, the Republicans now have the chance to put their mouth where their foot was. Did I say that wrong? Huh? <laughs> now the Republicans get to maybe prove how they can fix what's going on. And and I'll give them all credit. Go for it. Hey, I'm all in favor of anybody who's in 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 charge that can improve my life living in this country. I'm all in favor of anybody who can do that. If you're Republican, Democrat, Libert- I don't care. If you can improve my life as a human being in this country by being in charge, have at it. If you fuck up and you don't do a good job, then you're out. You know, we talk about like age limits. You know, McCain wants to. Run again. I'm like, dude, you're too old. And then Bill Maher last night talks about you're not too old. It's wisdom. Jerry Brown of California is 76, I believe. He can still run. Yeah, if you have your wits and, and, and you're smart about it, if you're, you know, maybe 80 should be the with the benchmark, I think. What do you think, man? Yeah. Carl, you think there should be an age limit? You know, I was just thinking about that. Maybe not necessarily an age limit, but like a performance appraisal yes. at the end of your two-year term. And if you've done some pretty shitty work, then you're out, and we hold an open election for your seat based off your performance review every two years. You either get to run against somebody because you did well, or you're just automatically out and two new people get to run. We need to have more, I think, uh, hold more feet to the fire. Hold their feet to the flames, you know, and make sure and follow them. We need more transparency and more of a, um, be a, a, a watch owl, you know, something like that on them to make sure that at least keeping eyes on them, keeping tabs on them, because when they do fuck up and they're not doing anything, you know, we need to know. It's interesting because, you know, the biggest meme I've seen on Facebook is a picture of Congress saying 11% approval rating, yet 94% of them got rehired. That alone should blow everyone's mind off. We're, we're at, that is, if that's not voting against your own interest, I don't know what is. Makes no you sense. hate these people, yet we're voting them in. To, it doesn't make any sense because you don't think of it at that level. You think of it on that the name recognition level. The, you know, I like that person. He was on TV, you know, that kind of stuff. 
Personality goes a long way when you're a congressperson or a senator. It's like the people who say you're picking which is the lesser of two evils, and it's just like, why is that our only choice? Well, that's another thing. You know, we had a debate for governor, and I, God, man, I wish I was in the audience. You can ask a question. Go, you know, I see you two up there, but are you the only two running for governor? Because I know you're not, but for some reason, you're the only ones we get to hear. Mm-hmm. And that is a big problem, you know? So it's just... Age. I mean, there's just a lot that needs to be fixed, you know. And then they're called amendments for a reason. They're called amendments so you can amend them, you can change them. They're not permanent. Yeah, things that, change. With things time. change. You know, Florida lost the vote to an amendment. They were gonna. They were. Gonna, they overwhelmingly voted in favor of uh, was it medical marijuana in Florida. It was pathetic. Fifty-seven percent. Yeah. And they needed sixty. It was a super majority. They needed to pass, even though it was still the majority. Even though it was still the majority, yeah. is that? Does you want to pull, you want to pull hair out of your head, don't you? <laughs> you just want to like ah, it's insanity. That rule was put in, I think, in two thousand five by Republicans, okay. saying that any change to an amendment needs sixty percent supermajority to pass. So you're just you're adding more rules to something that doesn't need to be there. Just to bar it, you know, just to get a democracy right. is fifty one percent. Yeah, go ahead, Carl. Why can't you just change it? Right, exactly. Fifty percent, just change it. The th- that, the, right. I mean, the thing is, is uh, uh, every single problem we have. I mean, you talk about the old man that got arrested for feeding the homeless. You know, these rules that we put up. It's it's my biggest pet peeve. Rules, <laughs> my biggest pet peeve. But it's almost like you have to win, but you have to win by ten percent. If it's too close, then it's not really a win. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, but, yeah, but 51% beats it for any other office, like the presidency. Why doesn't the presidency uh, a supermajority? You know, it <laughs> seems to be more of an important role uh, that you would think that more people would want to pass on. But um, I don't know, man. I just, you know, it, it, it bugs me. It bugs me the fact that there's just all this backwardsness and the stupidity. If If you want it fixed, you can fix it. And I guess my whole point being is that your rules sound made up. <laughs> that's pretty much all I got to say. Your rules sound made up. And that's what we're going by. Oh, that's the rule? Okay, well, who made that up? Oh, we, we did. Oh, shit, man. I wasn't in on the discussion. You know? I mean, that's why I guess we appoint you guys to make sure that you make the right rules for all of us. But you're not. You're not making the right rules for all of us. You're making the right rules for some of us. Mm-hmm. And... That's not representative of all of us, and that's when big interest comes in and takes over, and uh, and owns and buys our rules and our and our uh, way of life, and we are just watching it just in front of our own eyes. Yet we're bitching about it, and every single talk show we're they're, they're we're clapping in favor. Yeah, you're you're right, Bill Maher. Corporations are ruining our government. Yeah, but we don't do anything about it. Yeah. We just sit there and not do anything about it. What can't I mean? The people, yeah, I can go to, I can get myself a rifle and do an armed protest at the White House, but what that's going to do to me, it's going to get me in the crazy house. Yeah, I think it goes beyond voting at this point, too, where you have, you have to get out and do something in the community. The community has to do more, I think, exactly. I, I just think it's do, not the community. Not going to do it. We have to. But the community, as we mentioned earlier, is so obsessed with this new technology, this antisocial behavior that's being created, how that just goes against what a community is all about. You know, so... Where do people go to commune? Where do people go to get together to – and then now that we get together, that's a, a act of terrorism, <laughs> right? Any group of what? If you get together with a group of a large number of people, it's a considered or could be a, a terrorism group or something? 
I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but maybe I'm not. God I mean, a religious one is that's the Patriot Act, I believe. I think the Patriot Act instilled that law. See, another there's another your rules are made up. If you want to stop that, we can. Let's just stop it. <laughs> it's as simple as that. But there's a lot of special interests involved. It's not going to happen that easy. Mm-mm. That's the problem. Kind of cross that barrier, open that box. Everything's out. Well, and you that's can't. why change is hard from top down. Because you have the people who are influencing the politicians, you have the lobbyists, so change generally has to happen from the bottom. Of course, and that's the thing where it comes to us is, you know, we are the ones that are lining the pockets of these lobbyists who are bribing the politicians. I mean, if you look at the money trail, our money goes to these corporations, corporations pay the lobbyists, lobbyists pay and bribe off the, uh, the Congress and the Senate, but maybe our president, who knows? Well, then you wonder, at what point is it that a politician who had good intentions turns? Like, when do they just become part of the machine? Right. At what point? I'm going to fix America. I'm going to I'm going to be the guy. I'll be your leader. The next thing you know, it's like, yeah, we really shouldn't label our foods. You know, I believe in the uh, in the pipeline, you know, all of a sudden they're just they do a 180 on you. Mm. And yeah, how do you trust that? The only way to do that, the only way to, to avoid that. The only way to keep these politicians on the up and up, and this might sound a little far-fetched, but I'm not sure. I think it's kind of a good idea. Reality shows. We need reality shows. We need to have every single politician have their own webcam 24 hours a day to keep them in check. I think that would be a good idea. You can go anytime online and see what your politician is doing today. That would be awesome. You think you'd, I mean, I would follow that. I'd I'd check it and see what's going on. I mean, we have to be more in the conversation. I think if people were more in the conversation, things would change. You know, if we were all a little bit more in the conversation of the like minds of, you know, hey, we really needed to fix this. We really needed to do this. You know, we talk about you talk about the improvement of our country. You know, if you say unemployment's down, job growth is up, you know, uh, the stock market's doing well. But yet, I don't feel like that it's going well. Do you feel like it's going well? No. I don't. Carl, do you think it's going well? No. Right. Uh, no. So why? That's the rub. Is because everything we're told is ISIS, it's Ebola, it's the border, it's this, it's that, it's this and that. And that fears keep you down from enjoying the fact that, well, we have a good economy right now. Jobs are increasing. But I, I'm not really seeing it. I'm not feeling it. And, and that's the rub. You know, and that's maybe the good marketing that the Republicans did is to fear you out of the success that's been going on and fear you into, we got you, we'll protect you from this and that and this and that. and um, Take, Taking your eyes off what's in front of us. Right. You know, distracting us. And I also think there's the, the, the balance of transparency and secret keeping is a little off. Because I think there's a certain filter governments have to have as you filter things down to the population and there's a certain transparency you have to have but i think i think right now that's all out of whack well it's definitely out of whack i mean everything's you know everything's out of whack <laughs> if you want to look at it that way <laughs> everything is just, just upside down turned around i yeah, mean you got it's just you, you almost wonder in astonishment you know, some of the things our government does, you know, and go, am I seeing this correctly? Is this, you know, just the, the uncommon sense of the, of it all is really what we see. And it's almost like it's done deliberately, you know, this, uh, 
you know, the, the global warming, you know, people denying that. It's like, why can't you just let that go and just believe it? Why can't you just believe it? Scientists are telling you this, but you're, you're so against it. I don't get why letting that go and just saying, yeah, you know what, you know, if we are, then let's make, let's do things that will reduce. Because when I look at a fucking smokestack polluting my sky, I don't look and go, oh, that's normal. That's going to be okay. That's going to have no effects at all. I mean, do people who believe in, you know, that we're not damaging the, the, the you know, our atmosphere with the, the pollutants that we're putting out there, do they really think that? They look at the, the pollution and say, oh, whatever. They don't, it's I, just going into space. I don't, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand their denial on that and why it's so important to cock block it from doing better things with our environment. I, don't, I just, it, I, um, yeah, it, gives, it just gives me a headache to think about it, to think about people that are so animate against preventing that progression of alternative fuels and stuff. I mean, PIR, National Raceway, NASCAR last night lost its power. Yeah, it went dark on the raceway. I think it was during a race, and the power went out. That would not have happened if it had been solar. Why would solar power just go out, right? You got it stored. I'm just saying, man. Well, there's so many things that we can't necessarily get at because I think, as we talked about earlier, the special interests are behind all of it. And those things are going to take well, away from what you know what the money they're making. And that's the thing is where we come in again as being the people, and how do we express our vote, if you will, on a daily basis, is finding out what corporations are evil and stop buying their products. That's the only way we can really make a statement, and getting everyone on page to not buy that thing, not buy that thing, and and how do you do that? How do you go to Walmart? And, you know, gather up all the people around and go, all right, everyone, you, you really shouldn't buy this because it's really bad. These people support this and that. It, you're really not going to be able to do it. You're just not going to be able to do it. I mean, it's, it's, I, I wish we could, but I think it's a very difficult task. And, you know, it's, it needs to take something for almost on a, on a major level to get everybody to wake up and realize that, you know, everything we've been doing on this planet is – has been fucked up for a while. And it's time that we just, you know, what, what I think we should do is just take a step back, relax a little bit, and let's get a grip on what we're doing. <laughs> let's, make, let's get this thing in order, in a sense, you know? And let's make sure we can take care of everything on, on everyone's level. And, and we can. It's just the system's not built that way. And the more we get together with on the Internet, and the more we get together in groups and communities, the more we can uh, line our thoughts together and we can change things. You know, I mean, we can really change things and, and just thoughts and we can get everyone together on the same thought patterns of, of cleaning our air and and uh, feeding our homeless and the ridiculousness that just prevents common, I guess, common sense of treatment of human beings, you know, homeless people and, and hungry people. And, you know, what do you do with them? And, you know, my theory is I just we, we build communities for it. Why are you jealous? Someone's getting a handout. It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every single day. Are you jealous of that? Are you jealous of that they have, you know, a, a, a single bed to, see, to sleep on with one sheet and, you know, a, a shared bathroom? I mean, I don't understand why people are pissed off when people get handouts that help them or need them. If they want to give up and give, and give up on society, I don't have a problem with that. I don't. That's your decision. Just, I think we should, put a, we should have a place for them. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be glamorous. 
And it'll probably reduce a lot of our, our expenditure on taking care of people. You use, exp- you use buildings that are already, you know, um, available. And you just create these places where they can, they can live and just make them, you know, just my thought. Sounds like projects to me. <laughs> but a little different. A little different. <laughs> a little di- they got to bring a little bit more to the table. All right, man. Going on a little tangents today. As you can tell, we're almost done. So we're going to play a quick tune. Then we're going to come right back. And then we're going to play uh, Porno Music or Not. And we'll hear a little swinger story. All right, we got to get to that. Hypnotizers, the tune is from Coral Thief. I'm looking to have him in studio next week. Reggae music from Colorado. Let's jam with this. We'll come right back. You're going global with gas, man. Sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Oh, 
yeah, baby. It's time now for porno music or not. Let yourself go and feel the rhythms of the sounds of sweet, sweet love. And it's doggy style. Test your skills. Is it the beats of passion or is it some lame jingle you saw on TV or something else? I don't really know, man. Don't even ask me, man. I'm just the voice of this thing. Or no music or not. So hot, it's on fire. On our hot stuff, Hibachi of Love rates four for kids. Feeling the sounds of porno music or not. I'm uh, glad I'm sitting down. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't mention Soul Tribe leaving, by the way. I just, that was kind of my bad. <laughs> they took off. They had another engagement. So uh, I was hoping to play uh, <laughs> Porno Music or Not with them, but I uh, wasn't able to. That's the end of that song. Um, <laughs> so this is the part of the game show where we play uh, this uh, bit. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some tunes for you, and you are going to tell me, is it from a porno movie or something else from television? So, Vicar, you've played this before, I believe, haven't you? I think you? on one of your previous I ones, think you yeah. have. Carl is the reigning champion of porno music or not, right, Carl? Uh... Okay. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just name them that right now. Uh, but it's funny, you know, uh, porn and music or not, we have different variations of it. We have the uh, soap or porn variation, which is dialogue. And uh, when I say porn, by the way, I should say, I should stipulate, it is from Skinamax. And these are softcore bees. We're not getting not brown bag videos and the mail type of stuff here. These are stuff you can get on, on TV. So anything from there or anything else on TV, such as, you know, Music for a television show, commercial, infomercial, whatever it is, anything on TV besides a porn, I will play for you and you would tell me, is it from a porno or is it from something else? Gotcha. You ready? All right. Is this porno music or not? <laughs> you going TV show? Yeah. Carl, what do you think, man? Sounds like a mystery movie. Mystery movie? Yeah. All right. So, what do you, yeah, mystery show? Or yeah. what, Vicar, what do you think of that? What's your, what's your scene? What's your TV scene on this? Oh, God. Yeah, mystery sounds pretty good. Mystery? Like, You're both going not porn. Is it porn or is it not? It is porno music. Both are wrong. God. It is from the movie Spider Babe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I tend to follow the majority when I play this game. Yeah, but, I'm not very good at but it. But there's no majority right now. It's exactly. You're, you're, so this might be rough. You're just you're just trying to like like save yourself if your wife's listening is what you're trying to say. <laughs> right? This <laughs> might be rough. You're just trying to like establish, listen, I'm married. I shouldn't know this shit. <laughs> All right, let's play. Is it porn or is it not? <laughs> All right, Carl, I'm going to ask you what's going on in this scene, dude. 
man, I'm going to say porn. And I want to say it's like maybe an outdoor patio scene. <laughs> outdoor patio scene. Who are the participants? Some uh, wine and cheese between... Uh, no, we didn't even get to any swinger stories, dude. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I don't even ask you. Oh, it's fine. What's going on in the scene? Huh? What's going on in the scene, man? I don't know, man. I, it, it's been a long time. <laughs> no, what is this porno or is this not? Oh, oh uh, <laughs> I thought you meant scene, scene. Like no, 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 no. What's going uh, on? Is this porn or is this not? I don't know. I see like a pool table and like, you know, they're bending over to hit the cue. Okay, so you're saying it's porn? Yeah. <laughs> you're both going porn? Yeah. Okay, is it porn or is it not? It is not oh, porno God. music. Damn it. It is not porno music. In fact, this music is from a commercial on TV enticing you to join a church. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a church commercial. Yes, I'm not kidding. All right, uh, we got one more thing. We'll do one more porno music or not here, okay? And this is going to be soap or porn. So you got to tell me, is this from a porno or is it from a soap opera? This is dialogue, all right? Here we go. Is this from a porn or is it from a soap? You decide. This is ridiculous. How is anybody supposed to find their class with this thing? Excuse me, miss. I think I can take you where you need to go. So does he take her to class or does he oh, take her he to class? I think he knows Trying to judge the way he said it. I, I'm going to go porn because that's that's the key line to me too. Yeah. I, I, I'm going that he said it in that manner. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to show you where you're going. This is ridiculous. To show that How is anybody supposed to find their class with this thing? Excuse me, miss. <laughs> I can take you where you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> is it porn or is it a soap? It is a soap opera, you uh, dirty-minded people. Uh, One life to live. Where's class? <laughs> well, soap is only a porn with net with no sex. <laughs> Does he take her to class is what I'm talking about. It's all right, man. Out. Uh, I want to thank, yeah, you did. Yeah, all you guys. I won. That was my win. <laughs> I'm so excited about that, man. You have no idea. All right, <laughs> let's get out of here, man. Let's uh, thank you to Soul Tribe for stopping by. It was great to have him in. Vicar, thank you so much. Thank um, you. We'll see you next week at the uh, Farmer's Market. You shall. Yes, and uh, Carl, the intern. Yes. Thank you. Uh, don't forget, voiceamerica.tv, the Comedy Factor channel. My video is the first one that plays when you check out that website. So check out my stand-up. We'll talk next week. Give me some feedback. Kevin at withgas.com. Kevin at with gas.com there's two s's there and email me your thoughts and i'll be happy to entertain them and uh you know give me your two cents i'll give you change <laughs> all right guys thank you have a great saturday and we will talk to you next week don't forget voiceamerica.com variety channel going global with gas man carl where were you on that one Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.